You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. Warning, the views expressed come from men who've spent half their lives in grease-stained overalls, inhaling hazardous fluids. Before taking any advice, consider the source. This program will contain humor of a questionable nature. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, hit it! Yee-haw! Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Dave's Corner Garage. Today we've got some exciting news. Uh, you know, we have a trip to Mexico. I should remind you of that. The Mayan Riviera is waiting for you. All you got to do is go to dayscornergarage.com and enter. Nothing to buy, nothing to fill out. Just name, address, and postal code. And today we got into the studio uh, Jonathan Schlow. Jonathan's the inventor of a fantastic device that if you run out of power, like at our house, if a dog walks by the house and urinates on the hydrant, we got no power. Really? Well, how come? <laughs> I don't know. Somehow it's connected. <laughs> so it ends up, uh, this product you carry around in the back of your car in case of emergencies. You hook it up to the car, and uh, we'll talk more about it later. Uh, we're going to talk to the Gary from Kids for Corvettes. Basically, if you've got a Corvette and you're going to go for a drive, they've collected almost half a million dollars for kids' camps. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to Gary later in the show. And Rob McLeish is joining us from Cobble Beach, where men are men and uh, easy, are lonely. Easy, 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 easy. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to see some exciting cars, we're talking about Cadillacs. And uh, they've got some stuff from, uh, I forgot who was, some famous star. Uh, I forgot that. Take your pill. Take your pill. You'll be fine. <laughs> Anyways, it's going to be a great show. Good stuff to give away. And, uh, and of course, your car care questions. If you've got a problem with your car and you yep. want you got an answer, or if you need an answer. We can give you questions. <laughs> you have a question, we got the answer. Okay. So, actually, it's I got hard. three, four questions already emailed to me. Uh, interesting stuff. Like really? We run the air conditioning for a car in the winter. That's a great question. So what they're uh-huh. talking about is a great company called uh, CarGenerator.com. And Jonathan Schlow is in with us for the entire hour. So while you're calling in with questions for Jonathan, go online to CarGenerator.com. You'll get a better idea of what the product is all about. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's something else that will change your life as we head into that... Lovely season called winter. Don't say it. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're back I saw with you. Leaf the other day, fall down. Can you imagine? No, yeah, they haven't signed. Yeah, Tavares was here. Uh, we're back after this. <laughs> of course, it is. It's a car generator in my pocket. Uh, welcome back, Dave's Corner Garage. We have uh, the lines wide open for you. And today's special guest in our studio is Jonathan Schlow, who is the inventor of Car Generator. And we want to take your questions throughout the hour. Dave, back yep. to you. You know, it's very interesting when we meet people that actually do. I always had a thing was that those that do to do, those that don't teach. Well, uh, here we go with a guy that does to do. Jonathan Schlue's with us. Jonathan, how'd you get this idea that uh, uh, car generators uh, should be manufactured? Well, thank you. Um, so it all started really about this time of year, in fact. Um, mm-hmm. started with me feeling the cold weather, just like last night. I think we've had like seven degrees in Bancroft, and it's getting chilly and 
cottage country and in Toronto. So it started about this time of year. And I thought with the storms coming in, people have power outages. And I thought on my front porch, I thought, how, if the power goes out, will I keep the house warm? Because it's really great when the power goes out, the kids shout hooray, they get candles, they get flashlights, they make a tent, a fort, yay. But then about three or four hours later, the power stays off and the house starts getting cold. Mm -hmm. And that is no fun because when the house starts getting cold, you have to move out into a shelter. You got to find a hotel, fight with people for food, figure out where you can take your pets, people on oxygen machines, anything else. It's just a ruckus that's just no fun. And the best candle you have is in the driveway, your car. Exactly. So, and in fact, people, some people think, oh, I've just got a big fireplace. I've got a big stack of wood. But, you know, that only heats one room in the house and the rest of the house freezes and that's no fun. So I first started by buying a big kerosene heater from King and Tire and a bunch of kerosene cans. And I thought, this is great. I can keep it going. But then... Mix your eyes water. <laughs> <laughs> well, those, yeah. And those guys, somebody died a couple of years ago because exactly. they ran their propane... Oh, it's clean out of monoxide, yeah. ...in the house and yeah. they died of carbon monoxide. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, instead of that, I'll get a bunch of a simple generator and a bunch of gas cans. But then I realized, so I had a, com- a couple of these gas cans stored in the garage. You got to keep them fresh every six months or every year. It's like a fire hazard to keep a bunch of gas cans. And I don't know if you've ever seen when the storms happen, um, there's lineups for people trying to fill up those silly gas cans to get generator gas just to keep their house warm. And so they started between the country. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I basically thought, and then I sat and I looked at my car and I thought, I've got a, an engine, a really, I've got a great gas tank with like easily 100 liters or 20 to 30 gallons. I've got an, a great engine that is actually better than a regular generator because it's got all the filtration, oxygen sensors, everything to manage that. It's cleaner to run your car than it is to run a generator, hands down, easily. And I thought, you know what? Why do I want to have something else to sit in my garage? Why do I want this you know, 300-pound thing sitting in my garage or another ugly thing on my front lawn? All I need to do is run my furnace. I want to keep my house warm so that everyone can stay in there and we don't have to go out. So I put all that together and realized that my car is actually three out of four parts of a generator. It's got the gas tank, the engine, a great alternator. It just needs the last piece, and that's how I invented car generator. So this is actually just an emergency device. You actually can carry it in the back of your car, so no matter where you are, you got power. It's enough to run. I'm just going through your list. You can run a sump pump. You can run your furnace. You can you can run a few lights. You can run some TV. Those are really items that don't use a lot of amperage. And the, the way to think about it is kind of like a two-seater sports car or a Mercedes smart car is an example. Like you're not going to pick up the, you know, the family from the airport. You're not going to drive the soccer kids around for soccer. But you're yeah. going to do the one thing that really matters, which is you make sure that you have power to run your furnace. And you can run it for 50 to 70 hours. So if your power outage extends and it drags on, you can keep going. And that's really why I invented it, because if it drags on... And the other great important thing is that there's no maintenance. Different than a regular generator, you buy it. The worst thing people did is a couple of years ago, they went out and they bought generators. They used them for a day, uh, put it back in the shed, forgot about it. And three years later, they tried to start it. Nothing. And it won't start. People won't don't start. realize that uh, nope. there's a whole lot of work to to operating and maintaining a generator. That's the dirty uh, secret. As you mentioned, you know, the fuel goes skunky. Um, anybody who has a cottage and keeps the, you know, has their lawnmower and whatnot from season to next knows they have to put in some type of uh, stabilizer. A stabilizer. But other people don't. Like you say, they just say, well, I, I don't need it, so I'll just park it. But then when you go to use it next time, it doesn't work. Exactly. Alan, so, so this it, is like the most simple device. It's you know, very, it's very it's, simple. It, there's no maintenance to do on it. None. 
all you do is hook up two cables onto your battery. Yep. And plug in the extension cord to the furnace. Exactly. And, and start your car, and you're good to go. That's so it. there's a question I would have is, running your car on idle, is that going to hurt it? No. Doesn't. It's designed for that. No, your car can idle all days. You know, and, and how many times, because we're still in summer, but you come back, and it's a storm, and you're up in Halliburton, and you're driving back, and you're going, wait, our town has a, there's no lights on. And you know that sump pump keeps your basement from going, water everywhere, and you're, you're done. But this thing, you get home, right, and you just get your car going, plug it in, and your sump pump's working. And that's a, really, that's a really good example. We had a, in this ice storm that we had in April, our neighborhood uh, street beside us was knocked out of power, and there was a lovely young family in there. Um, he actually found out about it, ordered on Amazon at 11 o'clock at night. The next morning, 9 o'clock, actually, he was a street away from me. I went and arrived with the generator that I had with me, and uh, we hooked it up to his Subaru Outback, and within five minutes, just ran an extension cord in, his house was down to 13 degrees. Wow. Um, so within a, a couple of minutes, he had his sump pump working, his radiant floor heating, and he's got hot water rads. So all of that was running again, and he was a ha- very, very happy camper. So the next question is, what's the price point of this, of this product? Uh, it's $695. Right. That's pretty, for the, pretty modest, yeah. For the one that's uh, waterproof. Yeah, that's the waterproof one. There's a dry version that we've made for a little bit less, which you can't use. It's just for people occasionally using camping. Okay. Um, there's a dry version, um, but it doesn't really doesn't so, solve the need when you need it, which so is for 700 bucks, you keep it in the back of your car. Yep. It's, it's a cool thing. Is this, it's the size of it. It's so convenient. It's the size of a backpack, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, like, we live in, a, in, a, in an electronic world. we got an iPads to charge up, iPhones and all that electronic stuff. I mean, the kids, they don't even look out the windows. They just play with their iPads. <laughs> you know, well, like, you can power your router with it. You, I got an email a couple of days ago saying they were camping, right, with the kids, and they had a, a bedroom sheet up, a ba- you know, basically up on the, on this, on the uh, branch, and they were showing a movie, yeah. right? So you could do that with the kids. I mean, there's endless applications to this. Thing. That's a real big thing when you're camping, for sure. We have a, an Airstream RV and when we go camping, sometimes you get those days, and we got a half a kilowatt of solar on the roof and we've got lots of batteries inside and everything, but sometimes you run into those days where it's shady and you got rain and you need something for the kids to do or you just want power and you don't want to drag a generator around, so that's a real big part of our market is just that. And you know, the other thing is we haven't even touched on is medical devices. You yeah. Know, yeah. You need CPAP that pump machines. going, you need that all other stuff. All righty. John and Schlu, we'll be back. We're uh, going to take a quick break. We got the You're phone getting better. You're up. getting better, Dave. I like okay, this. Go ahead, Steve. Do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Schlo is in with us from CarGenerator.com. There are applications that you probably have thought of that maybe we haven't talked about yet. So please give us a call. Go on his website and check it out as far as you want it. Uh, CarGenerator.com and Dave'sCornerGarage.com and AlanGelman.com. Have you got a website yet? I have a great website, GlennAllMotors.com. There you go. All right. We want to take your calls. We invite you for the rest of the hour. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Don't go away. It is the weekend, so we have uh, some bagels, coffee, some Caesars, long celery stick, and we're all set. CarGenerator.com <laughs> for the entire hour, and we have Jonathan Schlow in from that. What do you have for inventor. breakfast? However. Well, I just had yogurt. That's we have it. listeners standing by, so we're going to get back to our calls. We're going to talk to Jerry first in Aurora, who's... Oh, Jerry, you need a new gas cap or what? No, no, this, this guy is driving around with no gas cap in his car. It's a Buick, an old Ooh, Buick. Right. How long do you need to drive before the car starts stalling? 
That's not a good idea, is it? Before it starts stalling? Yeah. <laughs> the gas cap's not going to necessarily make the car stall, yeah, no. The, you get air in the system and it screws it up. And, uh... No, 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 no. The no, new cars it, don't even have gas caps. No, two things happen. Number one, you know, your gas is going to be evaporating, so you're polluting the, the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, number two, of course, is if you get water into the neck of the gas. Yeah. Well, that's what's really going to cause a problem. Yeah. Um, but, Jerry, new cars actually don't even have gas caps. You, right. ju- you just have a flap, and you stick the thing, and there's a little flap in there. doesn't work. Well, it I doesn't work. No, they stopped doing that already. Yeah, <laughs> so many problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't work. I'm telling you it's okay, then, I guess. We yes. Get a new gas cap anyway. But he would have a light on the dash because the evaporator system was actually not functioning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he'd have I'll, an engine I'll, service. I'll anyway. Nice yep. neighbor. What a nice neighbor. Thanks, yeah, Jerry. Thank guy. you. Yeah. I got a lot of old guys in my building here, right? Yeah. I'll take Thank care you. of him. Enjoy your show. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Bye for now. Bye. And, and don't smoke anywhere near the guy's Buick. <laughs> no, either, I don't right? think he didn't sound like he would be. <laughs> <laughs> Pass me my butt. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll... okay. I'll go over to you, Dave. Alrighty. Uh, you know, one thing I did want to talk about is that um, Jonathan actually showed this product on Dragon's Den. And we can't tell you the results because it's going to air in October. But how did you get on Dragon's Den? Tell me that story. It's fascinating. Well, I started. Thanks. Uh, I started with the design and coming up with the idea, and then actually we ourselves got caught in an ice storm a couple of years ago, and we listed, lasted living comfortably in our house for three and a half days. Wow! And it used about a half a tank of gas. That's it. So we ran our furnace, our fridge, a couple of lights, computers, and routers, and then so I actually called the Toronto Star, and they did an article on us. So um, then I, a lot of people, when it first happened, people, family actually. Um, they said, you should go on Dragon's Den. And before that, I had actually not really, I'm not a big TV watcher, so I hadn't watched that. And um, so I actually thought, okay, I went and applied on Dragon's Den. First time I went, uh, and there was hundreds of people. Did you know that there's three or 4,000 people that apply for Dragon's Den? Really? Wow. So everybody's got that amazing idea that they want to pitch. There's yeah. so many things, everything from like circus acts to, you know, <laughs> interesting ideas. And I actually got selected out of those three or 4,000 because they liked something about the product and the usefulness of it connected. And it probably helped that maybe about a few weeks before we had a big ice storm here. And so... Well, it's uh, a relevant part. I mean, you know, we're talking about infrastructure and how it's all falling apart. We have it's brownouts. It's interesting, too. It's interesting, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And honestly, it's kind of, it's cheap. It's think of it insurance. It's inexpensive, I should say. It's like insurance, you know, for $700. Well, exactly. Let's say somebody's freezer goes out, right? Exactly. That could be $500 worth of food gone. Think about if you, if your power goes out and you have to go out and get a hotel, Mm -hmm. put the kids in there, take the dog, get food, buy food in the restaurant. Like that alone is going to cost you, how much is it for a couple nights of a hotel and all that, right? So now you get well, so you one get on occurrence sh- will pay for it. Exactly. So you get on Dragon's Den. Yep. So how long does the episode actually take? I mean, you got on television, it's like seven minutes. <laughs> but in reality, what's it, a couple hours? Sure. So what happened is I did my uh, audition, and then a week later, they actually called me back and they said, we want to have you in to do yeah. the full pitch. And they scheduled me for April 25th. I went in on April the 25th, and that was really cool. And I showed, I can't say anything about it. Um, no, we can't tell you the results yet. <laughs> this, is, this is really driving Dave crazy. He can't say what happened. <laughs> you know, it's been driving me crazy since April 25th. Everybody knows because my, I told my I'm wife. I'm not allowed to <laughs> say, done. and it's killing me. It's like being pregnant for two years. Maybe. So um, how long did the episode take, actually, to record? Two yeah, hours? Yeah, it took about, no, about a half an hour. 
Oh, yeah, so oh, basically, yeah. you go on in the CBC building, uh, you walk on the set. I'd never done this before, and it was kind of a really cool thing. And it was like, wow, I'm actually here facing the dragons, and there's all the people on there. And now the secret's out that there's a couple of new dragons on the show. So uh, Mr. Wonderful is not there any any no. longer, but there's a couple uh, of new dragons. I'm miss They're all it. great. <laughs> They're all great, and such they were actually war- really such good. a warm guy. I would have hooked and up you there. wear way more makeup than you do on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I would have used the cables from the car generator on Kevin. Right. So, <laughs> so we're not allowed to talk about that. You give them information before you come on, like they're they're fully vetted on this product. Well, actually, um, that my they assigned me a producer, and the producer helped me come up with a better version of the story of yeah. how to present it. And then I went and presented it, and I showed. Uh, the card generator and how you could use it and talked about it and I uh, can't wait I love it. I love October it. the 4th at 8pm <laughs> so Eastern there are Standard. all kinds of applications <laughs> four that weeks will, from now that will apply to your home or your cottage your boat whatever and this is where you can find out more about cargenerator.com on Dave's Corner Garage we'll take your questions right after this stick around I want to get his autograph you already have his autograph <laughs> alright we'll be right back Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage into your weekend. And we have uh, Jonathan Schlow with us for the entire hour on cargenerator.com with tons of applications from your car to your house, cottage, wherever it may be. Dave, out back to you too. Okay, we're going to go to the phones and we're going to talk to uh, Art. Art in North Art York. He's got York. a battery question. Art, yeah. good morning. I take the vehicle off the road around November mm-hmm. and put it back on in April. But I was just wondering, is it best to leave the battery in and just run it every week to keep the battery charged or take the battery out? Hmm. Actually, neither one. Well, you don't have to do either one. I mean, what you can get. Where do you park it, first of all? In the driveway. Oh. Oh, so it's outside then, is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, see, the best thing to do for that car, so you're, you don't go to Florida. You're, you're local? No. The best thing to do is actually is, you know, once a month, start the car up, and if the weather's dry, take it out for a ride. Because a lot of people forget the fact that, you know, the car's meant to be driven. It's not meant to be parked. And the fact that you're leaving it on the driveway, mm-hmm. it's susceptible. Yeah, you take the insurance off because it is, I get a rebate about four fifty five hundred dollars Okay, well, you should listen to our commercial for Lant Insurance because that's what you should be getting. This is only a temporary car, correct? No. This is a, your daily driver? And you don't drive it in the winter? No. What kind of car is it? It's an Nissan pickup, 88. Okay. All right. Well, reality is, Alan's exactly right. So the best thing you can do is just leave the battery in it, start it up, and let it warm up. Let it warm up. In other words, at least 25 minutes. Exactly. You've got to take it for a drive, though, okay? And it just can go around the block a couple times. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. And I won't tell anybody that you don't have insurance on it. So. Um, because otherwise the brakes seize up. They get all rusty. And, and, uh, and, and, and besides the fact that if you're just starting the car and letting it run for two minutes and shutting it off again, you're not actually recharging the battery anyways. No. And you're just sucking it down lower and lower and lower. So, uh, like I said... Day, I would uh, I would start it up on a dry day, take it out for a ride, and then mm-hmm. park it again. Great. Thanks okay, for your call. Thank you. Uh, listen, I th- that brings me a question for Jonathan. You're actually running off the alternator. You're not running off the battery. That's a very so important point. If this vehicle has, like his, it's got a dead battery or something, once you get that thick car running, you're good to go. Yep, you are. It doesn't, car generator does not use the battery. That's one of the questions people ask us. It doesn't touch the battery. You could actually remove the battery while it's running. It wouldn't even matter because, not that you would, but basically yeah. it doesn't use the battery at all. And some vehicles have two alternators. Yes. Some trucks, of the big, right? big pickup trucks have like 400 amps worth of alternators. You could run like crazy stuff off that for sure. I can just see him going around the neighborhood with a cord. <laughs> hey, you want some power? Well, speaking of cord, then, so when you buy the device, you get the box, everything is in it, but you still need to get this 
um, uh, extension cord? So a really good point. Um, the, the card generator kit we include, um, as part of the package, we include what's called a furnace connection kit. So if you're thinking, hmm, I don't have a plug on my furnace, a lot of people don't, we actually include a plug, a furnace called a furnace connection kit, which is basically a plug and a cord that plugs in. You know in your furnace room you've got a switch? Mm-hmm. Everyone has a switch in the furnace room by code. Right beside that is simple single outlet that goes in there. Normally, it's just plugged in, just like a fridge or a kettle or a toaster. When the power goes out, you simply go to that plug, unplug it, connect it to an extension cord, and you can use your extension cord, run it out to your car, and that's it. So obviously, you need an extension cord. It's going to go from your car. You do. Canadian Tire, Costco, 100-foot, usually contractor grade is good just so you don't lose power on the way in. Right, right, Okay, let's go back to the phones, and we've got a call from London, Ontario. Gary's on the phone. Good morning. Morning, guys. Hey. Uh, Yeah, I got a Chevy HHR, and I just wonder about uh, the fuel injection cleaner stuff that you throw in the tank. How often should you use it, and is Mm, one different from another? Good question. Well, the GM had their own that they made, which actually was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy the GM parts counter. Um, I would say maybe once every six months. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, it's not something that you need to do regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, were you experiencing any problems? You're having any hard starting or lack of power? Uh, no, car runs good. I clean throttle body, all that, but I just drive around the city a bit. I don't go on the highway too much. There was a situation a couple of years ago where the, one of the additives in the gasoline was actually plating out onto the, uh, the sensor for the fuel gauge. Mm-hmm. And so that this throttle cleaning and, and uh, the injector cleaner actually counteracted that and cleaned it. So okay. if you have problems with the fuel gauge or stuff like that, that's the product you're supposed to use. Yeah, so a couple times a year should be enough. Yeah, I like HHR. Uh, the other thing was um, uh, my tire pressure monitor on my left rear tire. Uh-huh. I've driven it. It's gone off twice uh, when it's rained. <laughs> so I had to go get it resynced and all that. Mm-hmm. What would cause that? That's funny because the actual monitor is inside the tire itself. So yeah. I, I, I don't know how the rain would have any effect on it at all. Yeah, I know. It's only happened when it, when it's rained. Isn't there a pickup uh, from the for the for the uh, uh, radio wave? Yeah. So would it be maybe a bad connection or dirt there? <laughs> I'm only playing. It's I don't in know. the car. <laughs> no, I I think it's just a fluke. I mean, uh, there yeah. really shouldn't be no connection. So at how all. do you reset it? Uh, well, I go down to this tire place I go to. I tried to set it through the manual in the car, yeah. you know, where the you lights let... beep and all that kind of stuff, but it didn't work. Right. So you think I HHR? I go down to tire place and they do it for me for free. I'm just thinking, that's a kind of a retro model. It was an answer for the um, PT Cruiser. Yeah. I love that car. I think it looks so great. It looks like a 49 Chevy uh, Suburban. Yeah, and I can get all my drums in it, so that's Well, cool. there you go. Oh, Another drummer. drummer. There you go. <laughs> Alan's a drummer. He's here playing all the time. Hey, okay. speaking of drums, we got to beat it. Okay. okay. Oh. <laughs> Little humor there. Did you write that last night? Uh, no. No, last night I was watching Michael Jackson special, actually. Oh, I see. Talk about beating it. Hey, I just before we go, uh, just remind it's two you. two in one day. Mayan Riviera. Go to our website. Enter for the contest. It's free. It's named after your granddaughter, eh? Uh, yeah, Maya. Maya yeah. Riviera. Yeah, go Maya, to davescornergarage.com. You'll see a big red button that even Dave can't miss. And <laughs> you just fill it out, and we'll get you down to Mayan Riviera. And tickets to go there, plus back and forth. Also, tires and crown rust proofing. So it's a great contest. Yeah. Do it. We're back with Jonathan Schlow from CarGenerator.com. Right after this, this is Dave's Corner Garage. Smooth. We're back. There he is. Dave Renegar, it's yours. Uh, Corvette for Kids has been around for a long, long time. 
Gary Fenske actually operates it. It's an idea where people who enjoy cars, enjoy the fall, enjoy Ontario, get together, go for a ride, pay for it. Gary, good morning. How are you? Two. There we go. I got you on. Okay. Uh, Gary, you've, this is your 20th year for running Corvette for Kids. I know you were on last year. Um, tell us more about it. Well, we basically get a bunch of Corvette owners, and we go for a Sunday drive. And, and they get people to uh, sponsor them. We raise money for a charity, children's charity, Campuchi Gales. So this being our 20th year, I, I try to do something different every year. And this year I've decided to re- recreate uh, our first tour and go up through uh, uh, Rattlesnake Point and Bell Fountain, Forks of the Credit on our drive. I know it's a lovely area. Now, Gary, how did you come up with this idea first place? I inherited it. I had a buddy that started this 20 years ago, and I guess I was the one there helping him. And he moved out west, and he handed it over to me. He said, you're the only one that actually showed up and helped me <laughs> consistently, and here you go. It's so yours. Run with it, it yeah. 18 years. Now, we are meeting, first off, there's a couple of things. You have to have a Corvette to actually partake in this, in this event. Yes, that's so, correct. You right. can't come with a Chevette. I, I did let a Cadillac in one year, but... The chap had just ordered his new Corvette and hadn't had it delivered yet. So, so you have to show up with a bill of sale. <laughs> <laughs> just show up with a picture. It's really, it's coming. I'm really got a vet coming. Yeah. So a Corvair or a Chevette won't make Corvair. it. Corvair. Alan, shame on you. Well, I combined them. You see, I love a the Corvair and a I, Chevette. Never mind. I, had, I had a '64 Corvair Aspire. It was a great car. <laughs> Sorry, you can't go on a tour like that. Okay, That's so great. now we've raised what four hundred ninety-two thousand dollars over these last twenty years. That's correct. Now, has the money always gone to Camp Uch? Uh, or just this year? 2003. Okay, and it's a great thing where they take kids out who have cancer and uh, yes. they, they show them a good yes. time. Kids living, kids living with cancer, mm-hmm. and uh, they get to have a, a camp experience, and they run, uh, they run programs throughout the year. The, originally, they were just at, out of sick kids, mm-hmm. but they now have their own facility in Toronto and carry on programs throughout the year. All right, and if somebody's listening in right now and they do have a Corvette and they want to participate, how do they do that? Well, they can go on our webpage, corvettesforkids.com, and mm-hmm. get the registration form and show up tomorrow morning about 9 o'clock at uh, Texas Longhorn, which is in the Applewood Village Plaza, up. which is the north service road between Dixie and Cothra, and they can register and come with us on the right. Great. They don't have to raise funds, but uh, it's always appreciated. So what's an average donation for something like this? Uh, well, people, I, I you know, every year is different. You know, I, I, we raise between seventeen and $40,000 on the on the day. I That's it. great. So CorvettesForKids.com totally. is, uh, is the website, uh, yes. and they can look it up and show up tomorrow morning. Gary, thank you for taking time. Okay, thank you. Thank you. We look forward to seeing that they may raise a lot of money. That'd be a great idea. I hope they have nice weather. Well, you know what? That's an important part, too. We're into the fall. We're mm-hmm. getting into the fall weather. And uh, by the way, um, just before we pass, I should say pass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Burt Reynolds passed away at the age of 82. Smokey mm-hmm. and the Bandit. Yeah, and you know, I met him uh, in April. He was selling some Trans Ams. He was right at the Trans Ams. And what was the car that he drove? And Trans Am. Trans Am. Yeah. How much? Uh, with the, with the ch- 77 tra- Pontiac Trans Am with the chicken on the hood. And he was selling them. We had, we had hooked up with a company that was remanufacturing How big them. was the engine? 
Uh, well, it depends what it is. 403, whatever. I thought you knew him personally. Big no. V8. But he didn't, didn't look that great when I saw him. <laughs> All right. We have Jonathan Schlow in with us for the entire hour from CarGenerator.com. We'll take your calls about that. And coming up next, classic cars up up in Cobble Beach in Owen Sound. Yeah, We're going to talk to Rob McLeish right after this, so don't go away. This is Dave's Corner Garage, Caesars Bagels Coffee. We're ready to go. Stick around. Yes, Dave'sCornerGarage.com. We want to send you to Mexico, so go on our uh, site as we're listening to Jonathan Schlow from Car Generator and uh, register and get your uh, get yourselves <laughs> to okay, Mexico. Steve. All right, uh, we want to send you actually September the sixteenth out to Cobble Beach, which near Own Sound. And Rob McLeish is on the phone. Uh, Rob, good morning. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Good. We're talking about Cadillacs. Okay, we've got some great ones this year. Yeah, Gary Cooper's car is coming out. We have Gary Cooper's car. It's a 1938 special V16. It was one of ten bodies built specially, and Gary Cooper got one of them. Wow. This is being brought by a gentleman from Quebec, J.P. Vio, and it's a really interesting car. It's gorgeous. What's that car worth? Uh, you know what? Because of its provenance, probably about four hundred thousand U.S. Wow! Oh, wow! And but that's the kind of quality of vehicles that you're getting, right? That's exactly right. Okay, these are special cars. Yeah, these well, aren't just rusty Pinto. Last year he had Tex. Ritter's oh, I like the rusty there. Pinto. <laughs> you know, Tex Ritter's car was owned by J.P. Vio too. He loves the movie stars. So he's investing in movie star cars. Yeah. Yeah. They, they used to be, I remember it used to be in Niagara Falls, Ontario. There was a museum for classic cars That's right, yeah. from the stars. Yep. And we bought Gary Cooper's Lincoln. A 61 Lincoln, a yellow one. We purchased that car. We kept it for a few years, and it actually went to the U.S. after that. So, yeah, this, he had a few cars, Gary Cooper. I wonder who bought the uh, Burt Reynolds car from Smoking the Bandit. He had so many. Yeah, he did, and there were a number of replicas made or yes. numbers that they had for the movie. Yeah, it was a Barry Jackson, and he was selling them that down there. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, they bring them on each time, and I'm like, Bert, how many of these are there? <laughs> as many as you need. Well, he had, to, he had to get a car for Sally Field once in a while, too. So, Well, like General Lee's. Wasn't there hundreds of those? <laughs> they smashed so many, they ran out of cars mm -hmm. down in that area. So to, so next week is, the, is this event. Uh, you're relying on the weather, obviously, but you, imagine you're sold out. Uh, no, we're not sold out. Uh, there's still lots of room. Um, that's one of the things that's beautiful. People do watch the weather, unfortunately, very closely. But right now, it's looking like it's going to be about 70 degrees. Sunny with a couple clouds, but it doesn't appear any precipitation uh, in the couple days before. It is supposed to have rain two days afterwards. Ah, they don't know. You know that by now, right? <laughs> now Plus, you, you got no, a golf course exactly around right, there, too. They don't know. <laughs> I still like a forecast that's clear and clean. <laughs> Much better than one that says rain. Now, the other thing I was going to talk about was that you're actually having courses in there for people to get into the hobby. We do. On Saturday, no charge. Uh, we ha And Saturday is no charge at all. And Sunday, it's $45 admission after September 1st. If people have bought their tickets earlier... However, on Saturday, we have two seminars. One's on how to sink or swim at a classic car auction. Mm -hmm. And we have one of the experts um, from Barrett-Jackson who will be leading that. And then we have a number of buyers and sellers of cars who've used the auction system. And it's interactive, so the audience can ask questions. Then the second seminar is 100 year, celebrating 100 years of innovation in design at General Motors in Canada. And the lead designer from GM, who designed the current ver the current um, 20 years of, you know how Cadillac really evolved dramatically at the turn of this last century, 99, 2000? Mm -hmm. He designed the Evoque, which was the concept car of this mm -hmm. latest uh, series of Cadillacs. 
That car will be at Cobble Beach along with the first production XLR that he actually drives. And so those two cars will be together. Uh, it's going to be really fun because GM Heritage Center has been kind enough to send four concept cars. One of them, wow. the, the 1938 Buick y, y job, was Harley Earl's first concept car. Right. That, that's a phenomenal car. Hasn't been in Canada for quite some time. And then we have the 1959 Firebird 3 with a gas turbine engine, which is really cool, is coming. That actually showed at the uh, auto show in February, right, which we also curated. Looks like a silver airplane without wings. That's exactly it. Rob, uh, if people want to see what other vehicles are there, you have a website they can go look at? We do, but we're not, we don't show a lot of the vehicles that are there because we don't. One of the things we found is when we do do that, some of our owners go, oh, I don't have a chance of winning, and some of them don't want to bring their cars at the last minute. Ah. So we don't put a lot of the cars on there. That's why I can talk about it right as we're talking now, mm -hmm. but I don't do a lot of specific advertising. Great. Um, we have Bill Mitchell, who is the successor to Harley Earl, the big designer at General Motors. He then designed a custom Corvette for his wife in 1973. That car is going to be a cobble, and then the Evoque as well as the 1918 Chevy truck built in Oshawa. Mm -hmm. it's, it still operates and lives in Seaforth, Ontario, over by Lake Huron. And then a 2018 Chevy Silverado Centennial Edition. We have to, to cut you off. To book <laughs> hey, Rob, thanks for joining <laughs> us today. Hey, Rob, when you hear that music, it means we've got to go. Okay. Uh, but it is, uh, give us your website and we'll say goodbye. Cobble Beach Concourse, C-O-N-C-O-U-R-S. Com. Okay, right. so you can actually leave Toronto, go to the event, and come back for supper. Exactly. exactly. Leave Toronto around 7.30. You'll be on site before 10.30. I love it. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, guys. Take okay. care. Okay, interesting stuff. I'm going to plan to go. This is Dave's Corner Garage. we got a couple more minutes uh, with Jonathan Schlow from CarGenerator.com and some interesting concepts about what to do about having to know your power levels in your house right after this for your car. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back. The final edition of final segment, anyways. <laughs> I didn't want to say that too quickly. I get scared. Uh, Dave's Corner Garage. Back to you, Dave. And oh, Al. Alan is going to ask the question that I didn't want to ask. All right. For <laughs> those listening that think that they may have to be a techie of sort, you know, the beauty of the car generator is that it's not. You have to pop open the hood. There's a, a, a red cable. There's a black cable. You put those on the battery. You start up the car. You plug it into your house. Um, but you may not, not you may not necessarily know how many things you can actually run off that car generator. How do you figure that out? So a really good question. A lot of people wonder how much power do I really need in mm -hmm. a backup situation. So the great, the easy, the simple thing to know is that most furnaces out there only require two to three hundred watts. Okay. There's lots of videos on our website, cargenerator.com, that show you real live customers' examples running off a Toyota Highlander 2008, running off a Dodge Journey minivan, whatever. So um, there's a very, very a fridge typically is two to three hundred watts. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's all. Yeah. yeah right. So, so the so basically at hand you have what about a thousand? You have on tap up to a thousand. Okay. And there's a really cool trick that I thought of one day. Wait, I have to get my pen. We're going to figure this out. How many <laughs> exactly things can we do now? So one of the one of the um, things, if you want to know how much power your house really needs. Um, is go shut off everything that you don't need in your house that's drawing a big load, like tr washers, dryers, baseboard heaters, and everything else. So just figure out, um, shut everything off that's a big draw, and then go outside to your hydrometer and take a picture of the hydrometer, wow, the what a number great idea. on it, right? Wait one hour, 
without using a lot of things, just the basics, your furnace, your fridge that you would need, go out and take a picture again and subtract the numbers. In my case, I did it. We live in a standard uh, detached three-bedroom house in Toronto, and it used the, the number went up by one. That means that we used about 1,000 watts. If your number went up by two or three, as an example, you used two or three kilowatt hours, which means you used two or 3,000 watts. So, so, I, so your furnace was operating? My furnace was operating, my fridge was operating, and that showed me that I used about 1,000 watts, roughly, is just a very rough gauge. So mm. I walked by a semi near us in downtown Toronto, and I could not believe it. They had a, they had a generator on the front lawn, a big giant box, and that was five or $7,000, and it was a 22-kilowatt generator. They could have actually probably powered up 10 of their neighbors' houses. And it has, has a lovely aroma to it, those gas <laughs> generators. are beautiful. It's just way well, overkill. You know, an unregulated engine, like a gas generator or a motorcycle, it's 24 hours of car is one hour of one of those those devices. Yep. So the guys out there with the lawnmower, the weed whacker, an hour of lawnmower is over 20 hours of a car running. Yeah. That's we actually, the difference. We actually have studies on our website. You can see how much does this use versus like a, yes. a standard portable I'm generator. About pollution. Exactly. As far as pollution is concerned, the car is so clean, they actually can hook up the exhaust of a car and stick it in the intake of another one, and the thing will run. That's the cool thing about yeah. car generator. Yeah. The footprint is like negligible. Yes, right? There's right. nothing. Yep. And yep. it's so small, you put it into uh, your trunk and you just carry it around. People, a lot of a lot of people that buy it uh, do exactly that. Leave it in the trunk. They have a cottage. They have a house, and they just leave it with them if they ever need it. Actually, my brother's girlfriend, we we had the ice storm, and she couldn't open her garage. I went over, hooked this thing up, and pa- hit the power button, and her garage opened. So these are the kinds of things you can help friends with it. Well, I'm thinking like CPAP machines, yep. oxygen, and you know, some, all those medical things that you need. Absolutely, I mean, my that's... my dry cleaner had exactly that. His mom was was on oxygen uh, support, and they were about midnight, and the power outage was dragging on, and they needed to take her out to the hospital room. They were getting ready to take her out to the hospital just to run that thing. So. And you've also got people who have uh, the chairlifts in their homes. You know, you're trying to get from the main floor to the second floor, and you can't. This is ideal. Well, our save fin- a life. It can save a life. Our financial planner at RBC, he actually bought one from me as well, and he d- hadn't used it yet. But one of his clients, his wife was had brain cancer, and she was at home, and she was in an, on an oxygen bed of some sort, and they needed it in the ice storm, and he actually gave it to them, and they wow. powered up the bed instead of having to take her to the hospital. It. It's so simple. If you've got a car, you've got power. Right, and any car will do. Any car, generally speaking. Um, we had a nice storm. A friend of mine bought one in London. We were actually out there for a volleyball tournament, and he has a Chevy Volt, hooked it up to that, powered up his furnace, you know, fridges, no problem. Ty- some of these cars have batteries under the seat. Some are hidden in the trunk. Tesla, There's a, no problem. There is a post under the hood for power. So there's a power and a ground, the way you go. Yep. So it doesn't matter where the battery is actually located. So if that's a fear, it, it is, shouldn't it not be a oh, fear. So the, so the Tesla won't work? The Tesla will work, for sure. Yeah, it'll run on a Tesla, Nissan Leaf, um, all of those ones. Because the, the difference is that you are not running gas. So in the case of the Chevy Volt, the engine didn't run. It's got a, It would run for about 13 hours until the engine would kick in a Tesla. It would run about 50 hours until the end. Well, until you've depleted the battery. battery. Yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and when are you on uh, Dragon's Den again? October the 4th, 8 p.m. Get EST. the popcorn ready. Oh, yeah, baby. All righty. And I want to thank the folks from Corvette's Kids and Rob McLeish from uh, Cabo Beach for joining us today. And remember, you can uh, find out more about Car Generator by going to cargenerator.com. 
Register for Mexico at davescornergarage.com, right? You're going to have a sombrero next weekend? And also, I want you to click on Car Generator because it'll take you right to the site. Very good. Yep. See you next week. we got to run. All righty. Drive safe. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.